Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and reviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. <gasps> I'm a Yay! mess. I'm a mess. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're no you look amazing. <laughs> Hi. I just- Hi, I was listening to your podcast and then I was like, what time oh. is it? And it was 2.34 and then I put on my <laughs> headphones and there's like, I wish I could turn it around. There's like, a, I'm on the 15th story and there's like a person outside of my window doing some sort of work. Anyway, uh, oh, oh, great. <laughs> which episode, dare I ask? Yeah, we're listening? scared. We're, we're, yeah, you get a different show every time, kind of. <laughs> it's funny because in the episode, you were like, when people ask me what this is about, I don't <laughs> know what to tell them because it might be, you know, the dudes from Bros or it might be us talking about vibrators. And in fact, you were talking about scary movies and uh, a trip to New Orleans. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Yeah, you just never know. It's bitch talk. I know. I'm well, thank it. you. Thank you for oh, good. listening. Yeah. That was the download for today. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jeff Hiller. That was yes. the download. Yay. We'll, t- we'll make a little tick next to it. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, Jeff. We're so, so happy to see you and talk to you today. And we're going to okay. be talking for three hours today. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually you're talking us through the midterm so it's really like oh 24 to 48 hours yeah you're our emotional support interviews so yes <laughs> that's a lot of weight to put on your shoulders i know but <laughs> my husband is going to canvas tomorrow in pennsylvania and he was like when i get back should we watch them on tv and i was like no my, it's no matter what's gonna happen we'll just we'll just wake up and read it on the in the paper please don't mm-hmm. make me sit through that again i got 2016. Oh, so bad. Yeah, PTSD. But anyways, (laughs) let's talk about happy things. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. We got a big one for you today, bitch talkers, (laughs) because we are sitting down with arguably one of our favorite characters in TV right now, Jeff Hiller, who plays Joel on Somebody Somewhere. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, Joel. Or Jeff. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't it's a thin line, Angela. It's a thin <laughs> it, line. It kind of is. I, I mean, was we're hoping gonna... so. We're going to dive into that. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I just want to start out by hearing about you, your backstory, how you ended up on uh, one of our favorite shows. Well, I I mean, I just I auditioned. I can try and give you a better story than that. Shall I? Please start in Texas. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, oh, we're going oh, way we're, back. Oh, yeah. we're going there. Yes. We got shovels. We're digging deep. Today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did grow up in Texas and then I was a social worker for a few years. And then I decided to, <laughs> to say, screw you. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be an actor. And, um, and then I was an actor for just like 20 years. And then finally, <laughs> Finally, uh, I became friends with Bridget Everett, and uh, she asked me to audition for uh, the show, and I got it. Shockingly, I did. 
<laughs> well, we we had we didn't have Bridget on the show. Damn it. Um, but we did see the first time I saw her, maybe Angela too, we saw Patty Cakes, which we absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. had the director on and the actress um Danielle, Danielle McDonald. Did you see Un Unbelievable? Of course, she, yes. They were both in that too. And uh, revelations. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh that was my first introduction to Bridget. And I just I want to know how you or how yeah how were you reached to or reached out to 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 um, audition for this role because it really is a thin line I, I it does feel a little bit like you're Joel just because I, I saw that you um you went to school at Texas Lutheran and you majored in theater and theology that's yeah. that's a little bit Joel <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit Joel it is uh yeah yeah I mean I think the character was written as um as like a, a a person of faith who was also queer and living in in the midwest and um and then there there are certain things now that they've sort of written toward me but there were also just like really strange coincidences when i first got it, the scripts where i was like wow this is a, a lot like something as simple as like i used to drive a buick lesabre when i lived in denver and then they <laughs> They gave my character a Buick LeSabre, which like, it's not like an of the moment car, you know what no. I mean? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but I think like Bridget just asked me to audition, but she also asked like every, every gay male presenting actor over 40, you know? So uh, I, I, it just so happened that when I read the script, I was like, oh, this is really... Uh, I can really connect to this. This is something because uh, because I was someone who grew up like in a church and and I um, I wasn't persecuted by the church. The church was sort of my safe haven. It was like the place where the only place I wasn't persecuted. And so it it, it was nice. Um, I mean, I'm not like hanging out at church every day now, but I <laughs> I, <laughs> I respect all of the great. There there are a lot of really amazing left of center. Uh, people who are faith-based and who are doing really wonderful work for other people. So you can't just say, you know, everybody's bad. I mean, not, you can't also say everybody's good in the church either. (laughs) Right. Clearly. Yeah. But that is something that I really do love about Joel, because I don't know that I've seen a a gay character portrayed um, being into religion and, and really finding solace in church. And I also grew up Catholic and mm. don't consider myself Catholic anymore, but I do find peace in, in certain traditions and, and prayers just mm. because it's meditative. So I, I like that you're showing a character that really doesn't get shared as much, but really there are so many people that connect with different parts of the church, even though they don't agree with it wholly. Right. And there, and like, there are so many churches who are taking up the slack that the government doesn't, you know, like when, when a government agency is no longer willing to do have a food bank or or provide emergency rent relief or things like that. And there are churches that are taking up that slack, really amazing churches and not not necessarily doing it. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are, but again, caveat. <laughs> but I think that there are a lot of churches that are doing these things just because they feel called to, to help, to serve. And I think that that's beautiful. And I also think that when you live in a small town, like I live in New York, y'all are in San Francisco, right? So mm-hmm. like- you know, we're not, we can find people, we can find our people, 
Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's like so many options. We can find several different types of people. And I think that sometimes when you're in a small town, you don't have those options. And um, and there's just not as many places to congregate. And for a lot of folks, that place is the church. And so you find that the one church that has the gay pride flag outside and you go there and you, you find acceptance. And I just think that's really interesting as a phenomenon, but it's also really interesting as a piece of art that they're like, oh, let's explore this because nobody else has. Are, are you finding, and I don't know if it's the, the time and place we're at in history, but are you finding that a lot of people are really connecting with the story in the show? Um, I, I, our neighbors next door, we actually watched this show together um, mm -hmm. just because we loved it so much. And I think I've now watched it three times the whole season oh, wow. and my neighbors have watched it twice. Um, and I know Anne just has been watching it maybe the fourth time for you, but have you found a, that people are having these connections and yeah, any stories to tell or you've heard about that? Well, mm, see, that I'm you can share. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm an open book, unfortunately. I really, yes. <laughs> I probably should have some more boundaries about this, but uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like a really fun story other than just people being like, I saw it more than once. Um, right. But, uh, <laughs> I think, I think it just is touching. I think it's just, I don't know, it's a show about hope. And I feel like, um, and maybe you're right. It's like the the world right now feels a little hopeless. And um, and also I, I kind of got the vibe from, I don't know what your ages are, but like- We're, we're, we're there, we're around we're there. We're 40s. <laughs> <laughs> or do not say we're there. do not say nah, we're, we're 40s adjacent 40s. Yeah, okay 40s adjacent. adjacent right so <laughs> so when you approach this sort of point where you're like oh I thought I'd be like living in a mansion and married to like you know somebody and have like 10 kids or whatever <laughs> my priorities were strange back in the day but uh you know when you get to that point and you think like is uh is uh, am I going to be the person who's like, I didn't have any, like, it's just it that's over. <laughs> like all my dreams are done and I don't have any like hope left. Um, and I think that especially the character of Joel, it's just nice to see someone who's like, no, you can still believe in yourself. You can still dream about things. You can still um, have a life. You can still take up space. I think, I don't know about you, but that's just like, I think that's like a, it's like oxygen you know what I mean it's like uh oh thank you I really wanted to be able to take up space <laughs> I thought I had to go sit on an ice floe <laughs> <laughs> exactly what the fuck it's not fair that's one of my favorite things about Joel is his vision board and just yeah. sort of this innocent positivity about him I don't want to say naive because he's done some living too he understands <laughs> the world but I love how positive he is and as women that are 40s adjacent um I, I but you know I'm single I don't have kids I never understood this like oh well we're this age now we're over that part of our lives like why right. do we ever have to be over one certain thing why can't we be all encompassing throughout our entire lives and keep evolving and keep having dreams and keep crushing those dreams and making new ones and that's just one right of my and have stories about, about us yeah like and that's why the show is so nice too it's like oh like we can tell a story about a, a woman in her 40s who's you know not whatever Kate Walsh I have nothing against Kate Walsh but you know <laughs> you know it's, it's nice to see it's nice to see different stories it's nice to see different stories that's all yeah exactly it 
But Jeff, you've been doing this for 20 years. Is, is this? Uh, no, look, <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for nine years and that feels like 20 years. So it's like, but, but what, you know, what keeps you going? What keeps you going? Yeah. I mean, like, I want to say either hope or delusion, one of the two. Um, <laughs> no. I, uh, <laughs> I think, Joel. <laughs> exactly. I think I just, I mean, it's probably the same reason that you are keeping doing this podcast. It's like, I love it. I, I don't want to do something else. I, and I don't, I, I have complete respect for people who are like, you know what? I tried acting. It wasn't for me. I'm giving it up. I'm like, respect. That's great. But for whatever reason that, that never came to me. And, and also I'm, I'm in a place where I don't have kids, you know, I'm married to a nice guy. So we have a, a double income life. <laughs> we can afford our one bedroom apartment. You know, we have a cat. So, <laughs> uh, and a dog. Oh my God. I just adopted her. Oh, I hope she's oh, here. I was, uh, oh. yeah, your dog, your dog's not in your bio yet. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my God. It's you have she's to, very new. She's very new. You have to new. update that. Did you <laughs> no, adopt no. Roger? Did you adopt Roger? Just saying. You know, she kind of looks like Roger. She <laughs> is part Shih Tzu. We did the uh-huh. DNA test because, you know, we're homosexuals. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and she's Shih Tzu, Poodle, and Pekingese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> A nice little rescue. What's her um, name? Of a name for all three. Oh, years. yeah. Okay, go on. I know, right? Shipunese. Shipunese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Almost. He rolls gonna make, off the tongue. I was going to make a, I was going to make a joke. I'm not going to do that. Uh, she poos on her knees, something like that. Uh, <laughs> we'll work that out. We'll work it out. Okay. Well, let's transition here. I do want to talk about singing and the songs mm. on this show because mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I, can you talk about what it's like to even sing with Bridget Everett and yeah. some of your favorite moments music wise and what dream songs you have for the future of this show? Yeah. Um, well, it's, I mean, when I read the pilot and I saw I, I get to do a duet in the pilot with Bridget, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is real. This is so real. Cause I, like I'm, I was friendly with Bridget, but I wouldn't call us like, like super close. I don't even know if we had each other's phone numbers, you know? Um, but I watched her shows at Joe's Pub all the time. So it was like a really big thrill. And also I was like, me, 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 you know, trying to <laughs> sound okay. <laughs> um, but then when you actually shoot it, it's a little, it's not as, uh, it's not as like dreamy as it looks on, on camera or, or feels. Cause you have to sing it without any accompaniment, but you just have the, you have the accompaniment and like a little thing in your ear and it's like 10 AM <laughs> and you're like oh. pretending that you're sweaty and a little bit drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so it's a, you know, it's a little weird, but uh, it's great. I would sing any song at all, any song at all. And really, I I do have a ton of dream songs, but they're all for Bridget to sing, not for me to sing. I just want to like <laughs> sit and watch her sing. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to sing. Uh, oh, I, see, we already shot season two, so I kind of know what she sings in there. And this is just my teaser. She sings in the final episode. She sings my dream song. And I, and it's because in season one, I 
basically begged her to sing the, <laughs> oh. the song because I, whenever we were driving around in the car, I would play it. And I'd be like, you sound so good on this. <laughs> so okay. that's my teaser. That's my it's teaser. Maybe Stevie Nicks. Is there any Stevie Nicks? No, there's no Stevie Nicks this season. I'll tell you that. But I would die to hear her sing some Stevie Nicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you guys can rock some Stevie some, Nicks. Some leather and lace, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She sings um, <laughs> She sings this. Um, what's that Moonlight Mile song? Uh, who's that by? Is that the Rolling Stones or is that Elton John? Someone save, someone save, someone oh, save. Oh, Elton John. Tonight. Yeah, Elton John. Why did I say the Rolling Stones? Oh, That's okay. No, okay. it's fine. It's I fine. I'm not real smart. But um, <laughs> she, she sings that like in her solo shows and it's so good. You really I bet. should try and sing that. I don't know if it's maybe it's some bootleg somewhere. It's good. <laughs> well, there's a lot of video at Joe's Pub, right? Of her yeah, and her shows. There is. Yeah, so I want to be on there. Do you perform at Joe's Pub? I need to know everything about Joe's Pub because I know <laughs> she performs there. I, I saw that you do. Yeah. Is it and really Murray, a pub? Murray Hill oh, yeah. Plays I, oh, Murray. <laughs> we didn't even get into Murray yet. <sighs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a pub regular. Yeah. So it's, you know, the public theater who's like, uh, they do Shakespeare in the park, but they also do all of these like, uh, like interesting, cool, sort of downtown y things started by this guy named Joe Papp. And it's, uh, it's also like, a theater that's all about social justice and um, mm. and about telling stories that haven't been told before. And they have this cabaret space and um, Bridget, that's where Bridget really became Bridget. Um, it's not really where I became me, but <laughs> but I, I did shoot, do shows there. <laughs> where, did, where did you become you? Right. Oh, that's an interesting question. I probably would say at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, who um, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler never heard and... of it. Just kidding. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people haven't. I don't know. It's not like I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just a weird nerd. But are you a little bit? A little bit. I know things like I shouldn't comedy? know. A comedy uh, and pop culture and you're like a big movie music. You see a lot of movies and stuff. A lot of movies, but a lot of TV shows, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of um, we're in the golden age of streaming. <laughs> <laughs> can I, Whether can we I, like it or not. Are we allowed to ask a spoiler? Well, not, it's not really a spoiler that the um, the father passed away in, in real life. Bridget yeah. Everett's the, I can't remember his name. Is Mike, Mike Haggerty. Mike, yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that or no? We can edit this part. Sure. No, you can talk about it. Well, I mean, it's so sad. It's the saddest. It is it's the saddest, saddest thing mm-hmm. I, I, I saw and I didn't know. If, is it addressed in the second season or ish? Ish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, am I allowed to talk about it? That's okay. I don't want you to get in trouble, Jeff. And I want you to come Thank back you. to our show and, and, and speak well of us. So <laughs> what I will yeah. say is he he um he he wasn't able to shoot anything and and he was such a, a vital part of the the show that that we can't not we can't just be like not talking about him you know what i mean so um yeah but it it was really difficult because he died um he died a week before we were supposed to start shooting so we had to postpone an additional 2 weeks and then they had to just rewrite everything in three weeks while they were mourning this wonderful person, you know? Right. So uh, it was, it was awful. I mean, it was 
just really, really sad because he is like, uh, I mean, like you couldn't say a bad word about him. You just couldn't. He's like such a guy, good, good guy. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, the showdown. <laughs> no. No, we yeah, we were we were texting immediately after we found out about just how sad we were for him, everyone that knew him and and yeah. for the show and th- that's kind of some uh, those are the hardest scenes to watch right now in the mm. four times that I've watched it back is um yeah, the the scenes with her father, they're so touching on their own. Um yeah. but knowing that he has passed is just yeah, a major loss for the world and for the show, but but um Speaking of powerful performances, I do want to talk about how you you have been, you're an improv actor, you've been on theater, you've been TV, film, um, but the but for somebody somewhere, you have like physical comedy moments, but really it's it's your your the subtlety of your performances that really hit me. Like there's one scene when um Sam is singing a song that she wrote for you. Oh. And just your your reactions your facial expressions they they make me cry every time so i i I just i want to know what the difference is between acting for you on stage on screen improv um is this really where you feel your home is right now on tv because i mean you were meant you were meant for for a show like this thank you i i think well first of all i'll do anything truly If there's any casting director listening to this, I will do anything. Uh, nudity, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Full frontal, okay. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, if you dare, I will say yes. Um, uh, I love TV. I mean, I love all of those things. Um, and I think I I gravitated towards improv because people would let me improvise. Um, and I didn't gravitate towards TV because nobody... <laughs> let me be on tv um and then when they let me be on tv uh i was thrilled to to do that too um i think i don't know maybe you can relate to this too as like as podcasters or whatever um sometimes you just feel like i have so much more to give there's so much more to give and i just need someone to take it (laughs) and uh that's what this show felt like to me it felt like finally someone was like yeah you want to be funny and also have a little like heart heart moment go ahead see what you can do with it and it was great to be able to do that but I also love a live theater I love like a live audience and um and I love improv it's a very different muscle a different beast Mm -hmm. but I'll do it it. (laughs) I'm doing it on Sunday night (laughs) oh where what's yeah what's going on on Sunday Not that we can be there, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd love to. But. Get your tickets now. And by that, I mean plane tickets. Uh, <laughs> I just, I do a show called Rat Scraps here in the city on Sunday nights. That's just improv and it's just for fun. It's just a great little fun show on the Lower East Side. Come to it if you're in New York City at Caveat. <laughs> we are planning on being in New York. We're going to make you? that happen. We want, we, we're trying to manifest it for next year. We have a lot yeah, of- Yeah, we're, we're doing a bitch talk field trip. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh manifestations. Yeah, do your mantras. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Add it to our vision boards. That's what we need exactly. to do. <laughs> okay, Jeff, I have a serious question. Are, are all serious actors at some point or another when they live in New York um, cast on Law & Order? <laughs> because I saw that you were uh, you were on was it two or one episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent, two. and I'm 
And I, I just feel like this is a rite of passage. <laughs> well, also it was the last episode, so I got right under the Hey, wire. you got it? Hey, no judgment. Better late than ever. Hey. Yes. That's right. That's the motto for 40s adjacent people. Yes, exactly. Better late than never. <laughs> that is like the motto of my life, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, they do say it's a rite of passage. And now I think actually like Law & Order og or whatever is coming back it is yeah that's what i just heard with um oh somebody anthony anderson no i think it's anthony anderson um although black yeah i don't know I can't remember. What's Did you get an email? Brat? <gasps> oh, oh my God. Brat? You don't even know. You just rubbed her world right now. No I would love it. <laughs> now we need a second. Jesus. Well, also, also like th- that is like from a deep part of my brain that I, I can't trust. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, if that's true, I'm I, you better get cast. <laughs> but I do think that the, the original Law and Order is they're like revamping it or something. Oh, God. Oh sure. no, it's Dylan McDermott. No, no, he was on <gasps> criminal. No, he was on he's the, on one of those too. The the mob one. Yes, mob which I didn't one. watch, but I, at some point I'll watch that. I love him. <laughs> Me too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. And you know what? When you audition for for it, they um before you go in, they're like, you just need to talk like you talk on Law and Order, you know? <laughs> and they like they say so you have to go like, no. It's not true. That's exactly, you know, you know how like you watch Law and Order and you're like, wouldn't they have some emotion if like a cop was questioning them? And they're like, don't put emotion in it. Just talk like you're on Law and Order. <laughs> and so that's what you do. I hear they do that on NPR too. <laughs> yes, it's the same kind of, yeah. okay. And then moving on. Yeah, you don't want to like jar anybody with like, that's for you they do but anyways that's true that's true well i think that that's part of svu's pattern right they, yes and then you and then you find out that you've been attacked and then you weep and then yes. we get the killer yes it, it's a pattern it's a rhythm it's a song it's yeah a song and dance <laughs> well that just so shows what a well-rounded actor you are uh jeff because um you haven't played the nicest of characters in the past so i'm, I'm curious to know um what your fans are, are, are you noticing a difference in, in your fan outreach now that you're playing like the most likable character ever? Well, you assume I had a fan outreach before somebody somewhere, <laughs> which I did not. People be like, do I know you? <laughs> did you go to my high school? Were you in choir like, with me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, you don't want to be like, no, I was just on 30 Rock. Because <laughs> then they're like, no, I don't watch 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> but now, but I, here's what's weird is at this moment, I'm also playing a serial killer on American Horror Story. And oh, it's just airing right now. It hasn't. The New York one? Yeah, the New York City. Oh, one. okay. I, I've I been wanting the, to watch. The Mai Tai Killer. And like, She's a mean little lady, you know? And so <laughs> I have noticed that on the street, I am getting noticed. And it, before when I got noticed, people would be like, and now people are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to translate that onto just the podcast that needed a video aspect oh, to it. There are no words. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like they look at you with a happy face or with a, with a, ew face and um 
And I always know that if it's the EU face, they watch American Horror Story. <laughs> wow, that is a complete opposite of I know. somebody somewhere, which I love. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so are the roles just coming in now? Ish? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That, that's I got great. that. That's it. <laughs> hey, that's huge. I know. That is huge. That is huge. And, and I, I was two... a therapist on The Watcher. I know so. you were. I know you were. And I'm a little I, Ryan Murphy, I, darling. Yeah, no, yeah. No, really. <laughs> we were watching that, and then all of a sudden, you're the therapist. I'm like, oh, <gasps> yes. So In my mind, I am the watcher. <laughs> Maybe you were the watcher. That's right. I was like getting all that stuff from him in his therapy session. That's right. I, I think he Bobby. started after the watcher happened, but so it doesn't. He count. did. It's fine. It's whatever. I love Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> Me too. He's nice in person too. Oh, good. Oh, of good. course he is. <laughs> He seems cool. I, yeah. I, the only other thing I really want to talk to you about um, was your love of Tex-Mex. Uh, yeah. my, my husband is from Texas. He loves Tex-Mex. He loves queso. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is wow. his jam. So what I part I of do, Texas is he from? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he Fort Worth proper or from like one of those little towns around it where they all have like, cute names like? Yeah, Thank around you. it. Or Flower yeah. Mound. Or... Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, I'm with your husband. Yes. This is a fun trick. Next time you're down in Texas, yes. take a chip. Yes. And you put it in the case. Yes. yes. And you soak it until it gets real soft. <laughs> no, you wouldn't think putting something soggy and wet in your mouth would taste good, but there are times when it does. <laughs> when it's covered in cheese. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> we're learning a lot. Okay. I, I, I knew that. Angela trick. is like, oh no, this is yeah. <laughs> No, I'm down. Let's do it. Well, I had to ask you though, breakfast tacos, your feelings. Can you, Bro? have you found, have you found one in New York? Oh, no, of course no. not. I mean, you can get a burrito here, but that's it. There's no like real good Tex-Mex. But my sister, you know, I grew up in San Antonio, but my sister lives in Austin now. So I do go home to see my sister. And um, I grew up going to this place called Taco Cabana. Yes. <laughs> which I still have a little bit of loyalty to. But I have to say there's a place in Austin called Torchy's Tacos. Yes. It's superior. Ooh. It's it's legitimately superior. <laughs> So that's my hot take. Soggy chips, torchies over tacos, cabana. <laughs> I'll give you one more place next time we go to Austin. Yeah, look at me. For breakfast, it's delicious. It's called Elder, El Dorado Cafe, El Dorado oh, Ca Cafe. Have you been my there? Mom's. Yeah, my mom oh, loves oh, oh, <laughs> the salsa oh, is yeah. delicious. The salsa oh. options, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, they next took, time you yeah. go to Austin, go to El Polvo's. It's a little hole in the wall, and they right, have a salsa bar with all of these pickled vegetables. I don't know. I don't know if they're <gasps> yes. still doing. The last time I went there it was COVID, so they weren't doing the salsa bar. But hopefully, hopefully the pandemic will wane enough for the salsa bar to come back. <laughs> uh, I think it has. We were just in Austin in July. 
there were salsa bars. Yeah. 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 It's back. It's back. Don't worry. Texas, you know, (laughs) Texas is going to be Texas. (laughs) Well, Jeff, this has been awesome, but we got to go now book our flights to New York and Texas. Um, So we got a busy day. We're going to see you on Sunday. (laughs) Perfect. I'll I'll reserve seats. When we come, will you? Okay. Is that, can, can that be a thing? Yeah. Okay, sweet. I can't wait. Well, do you have? Do you know when season two is coming out, or uh, is that something you can't tell us yet? Or you don't? I don't. Know? Th- I haven't gotten an official date, but I hear February or, or winter. Winter is what they just said. Winter <laughs> is like, coming. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of vague. <laughs> winter. Yeah. What are we in now? It is winter, isn't it? Oh no, it's still oh. fall. It's we just fell. We we fell back. We yeah. fell. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Well, I'm in Mexico right now, so I don't remember holidays or, or I mean, seasons. It's always like 90 degrees. So <laughs> I'm in Mexico track. right now. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. just for a little bit. Yeah. Glamorous <laughs> podcasting from Mexico. Uh, I should have known this yeah. whole like backdrop and yeah. the, the strapless. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, oh my work. god. Anyway, oh, Jeff, thank you for being our um, emotional therapy interview for the month. This has been so much fun. We can't wait for season two. We can't wait to see you live on stage. Um, It's really been an honor. We've been speaking to Jeff Hiller, who plays Joel on Somebody Somewhere. Check it out on HBO, please. Do yourself a favor. Thank you, Bitch Talk. Oh, yay. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lynn. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. proud member of the bff.fm podcast network learn more at podcast.bff.fm bff.fm best frequencies forever